Hey everyone, it is May 31st. Shout out to my brother. He probably doesn't listen, but <laughs> if you are listening, Ian, happy birthday. Brother from the same mother. Brother from the same mother. Yeah. Um, shout out to our mom because a birthday, I really understand, is is very big for the mama too because yeah. you reflect back on birthing that child. So, And shout out to my brother Daniel who proposed to his longtime girlfriend, Nicole. It was such a beautiful engagement surprise and... It was just really, really special. Yeah, Kellen flew out to Arizona for 24 hours to be with them. We were going to go, but we have Coda, and we can't fly with Coda anymore. So Ashton and I stayed here, and Ashton's been teething, so she was kind of not in good shape to be traveling or going anywhere. But um, but yeah, that, I love that you got to go, and I know yeah, that that meant a lot special. to him and to her. All right. The title of tonight's devotion, <clears throat> excuse me is the relationship of faith. And the scripture is Hebrews 11, verse 6, and it says, Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is, wait, believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. Totally just spaced when I was in the middle of reading it. (laughs) I don't know what just happened. Should I read it again? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Without the, I don't even know. I'm sorry, guys. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. Mm. And that's Hebrews eleven six. And the devotion says, through, through years of walking with God, Abraham developed the ability to see beyond his immediate challenges. Coda, stop it. Stop it. No. I'm so sorry. Whenever I get home, she's... Whenever... She's, she tries to dominate, if you know what that means. She but just, not... Well, she, she yeah. humps the pillow, but like we're sitting down on the couch together and she just jumps up and just starts going to town on a pillow. And she doesn't do this when it's just me. Like she hasn't done this the whole time you were gone, but I apologize. Let's just start over again. The devotion says, Coda, are you finished? She's so pretty though. Gosh, mm-hmm. look at her. She's gorgeous. She knows it. Okay, through years of walking with God, Abraham developed the ability to see beyond his immediate challenges to the Lord who had great plans for him. He knew God could overcome any obstacle. So when the Lord commanded Abraham to sacrifice his son Isaac on the altar, Abraham did not complain or cower in fear. He trusted that the Lord had important purposes for the request. Abraham believed God that he would accomplish everything he had promised. Genesis 15 verse 6. In Abraham's life, we see two things that are essential to living a faith-motivated life. First, we must believe that God exists, that he is real, true, and trustworthy. Second, we must believe that he is faithful to do what he's promised us through our intimate relationship with him. We are fully convinced of his holy and loving character, that he acts only for our good. If you've been trying to work up your faith and have failed, it may be because you are building it on the wrong foundation. Faith is not a goal you can work to achieve. It comes as you relate to God personally and see who he is. So grow your faith, know him, and believe. And the prayer at the bottom says, Jesus, I believe you. Help me to know and love you more. Amen. I feel like my reading is so rocky tonight, but my mind is just all over the place. And this boy is poking in my ribs, so that's probably also what it is. Um, You know what I really love about this story? (laughs) Because it is just faith. The story of Abraham putting Isaac on the altar. There are people that 
I'm sure you've heard the argument, like, why would God even ask you to do that? You know, why would he ask, why would he ask Abraham to put his child, the promise, like, what the heck? And it's one of those things where it it all comes down to, do you trust God? It's a yes or no answer. It's not an essay question. And I think for a long time, I would answer it probably with a more of an essay question. Well, yeah, I do, but da, da, da. and then he would ask me to do stuff and it would be hard and it would be messy. I think I've lived a very, in seasons of life, a very gray area life where I'm like, well, it's not black and white. There's a lot of gray area. This natural world, there's a lot of gray area. Like we rank sin, right? God just sees sin as sin, period. And it just separates us from him. And I think that one thing that I have realized now, you know, as I get older and try to get closer to God and mature in my faith is that with God, it really is quite black and white. Yeah, it is. You either trust him or you don't. There isn't a, I mean, if there's an ounce of you that doesn't, you don't, you know? And that's where it's like, I'm constantly working on my faith. But when it comes to his word, when it comes to his promises, when it comes to, you know, you and I were talking earlier about just living a biblical life and the principles that are in the Bible, he makes it very clear. It's very black and white. And if we can adjust our perspective to say, if we say, Lord, we trust you, even if we don't feel it, if we say it in faith, we have to act on it as if it is concrete in faith. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why I really love Proverbs as well, because the wisdom in there, it's like, do this, don't do this. It's not, it's not do this a little or, hey, wisdom, like wisdom's wisdom. Yeah. Even a little bit of wisdom is wisdom and foolishness mm-hmm. leads to more foolishness. Even just a little bit of it. That, yeah. Like it's very black and white there. It's very black what's good and evil and what God hates and what's abomination to him and what he loves and you know there's no middle ground and when you try and justify the middle ground when there isn't yeah. intended to be middle ground and then it's you get like, frustrated why you're not blessed it's like well it's like there's light and dark there's no, there's not you know it's not the light is either light. on or off yeah. you know like <laughs> it really is even it's, when it's dimmed it's on yes there's light um so it's yeah it's just it is interesting and the whole faith thing, I like what you said. It's like, do you trust him or, or not? And so it's really nice, especially when you put up the most priority on trusting him and going to him for counsel first and foremost. Mm-hmm. So, Well, and something I have done in season, the hardest seasons of life is literally repetitively out loud when I didn't. This is not when I did, and I do it when I do, but this is when I did not feel like it. I would literally go and just say, God, I trust you. God, I trust you. Yeah. I trust you. I trust you. And I would say it over and over. And it wasn't it wasn't trying to convince him that I trust him, even though I didn't feel like it. I was, faith comes by hearing. And I'm like, I need to hear myself say, I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. And if I'm speaking it out loud, I can't be thinking the opposite. I can't be thinking yeah, the worst case scenario. True. Because whatever yeah. is coming out of your mouth, you know, right now I'm speaking to you. I can only think about the words that I'm forming in my mouth to say to you. Do you know what I mean? I can't be thinking simultaneously about a completely different off-topic thought. Thoughts will pop into my mind as I speak to you. You know, oh, what what route am I going to take tomorrow? I have a doctor's appointment. But I can't go down the rabbit trail is what I mean while having a conversation or speaking something else. So when the dark times came, when I got pregnant again with Ashton, 
and in the beginning and and I it was a overall it was a great pregnancy I wasn't completely like you know struck with anxiety but there were anxious moments no doubt and there were moments when I'm like I can't feel her what is going on and nervous and I would have to stop and out loud tell myself I trust you God I trust you I trust and I would close my eyes and I would just I would say it sometimes for gosh I don't even know how long probably like a good 20 minutes until I started believing it and was encouraging that's what I was gonna say like it it is it is sort of like you you gotta you gotta kind of trick yourself in a way where there there are yeah there are moments where maybe don't believe certain things right like maybe you get in a fight with someone and you know or or something happened they did you wrong and you have to just you don't want to poison yourself so you have to be like god i give it to you i forgive them and you really don't in that moment but but you want to but then you keep on saying it yeah because you want to forgive them but you, you you are so hurt by them but you're just like i forgive them god i forgive them god i forgive them god and the more you just say it, say mm-hmm. it takes you 20 minutes, you're actually going to start believing it. Yes. And it's not going to have its way. And you're finally, it was kind of like what, uh, was it Jensen Franklin? No. Um, John Bevere? John Bevere, when he was telling that one like a couple services ago over at Belong and Go, where he was like, I forgive him, God. But he's like, but I really didn't, you know, I didn't mean it right then, but I kept on saying it and... Because the desire desire was there. He wanted to get there. So it's great. Sometimes you have to just, even if you don't believe it yourself, commit, but you desire it, commit to just believing it and just saying it and making it Yeah, and that's where the black and white comes into play because he didn't desire it because, oh, I really want to be in front relationship with this guy again. Someone hurt him bad. He He desired it because he desired to live a biblical life. And it says, if you don't forgive others, God can't forgive you. Yes. So it yeah. w- is one of those things where, w- you, you know, if you really desire a biblical life, yeah. it has to bleed into your into your everyday life. Yeah. And if you keep rehashing what someone's done to you, or if you keep talking about, I mean, I guess in quote rea- reality, like real statements, which is just, I'm going to speak what I see. Yeah. Those generally aren't faith statements. Yeah. You're just. And you're going to get more of what you speak out. Your words have power to create life and death. And yeah. I mean, everything around us, us, we we were, God spoke it and it came into existence. So we're all a, the product of a spoken word and we're made in his image. Yeah. So if you're talking about how much you don't trust God, and I'm not talking about being fake and, oh, God's good all the time, but inside you're just breaking, be honest with him. But there are, you only you know that limit or that moment when you're like, oh, my faith needs to rise up. The rubber has met the road, and now it's a, it's like a fork in the road. Yeah, It's a decision. I can either say I trust him even if I don't, and I don't know what's down this path, or I can continue to go down the path of reality and keep talking about what's actually happening in my life yeah. as opposed to what I want to happen in my life. But anyways, faith is a muscle. If you don't like working out at the gym, you chances are might not like working out your faith muscle, but guess what? We all should so, do yeah, both. It's, worth it. <laughs> it's totally worth it. It's it's going to be uncomfortable and painful and, you know, it's it's not always a good time. It's often it's not a good time, but you will get stronger. So yeah. the prayer again says, Jesus, I believe you. Help me to know and love you more. Amen. Amen. And good night, y'all. Yeah, good night, you guys. Welcome, June. Yeah. Wow. <laughs>